0: No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone.
1: And welcome in to the Wednesday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a Wednesday. And Sean, we got Super Division Around coming up on Friday, but the NBA, they said hold on just one yeah. minute put that to the side please we have some stories for you so if you could Sean because I need us I need to pull up the spreadsheet here so if you could play the nice in the lead music so we can get this show started while I pull up the details of this big trade we got to talk about
0: this is the one they're talking about
1: all right what I want everybody to do that's listening to the show right now stop whatever you're doing pull out your note pull out your notes app on your phone. <laughs> A pen, a piece of paper, because you're going to want to write this down because I'm only saying it once, okay? There was a big trade today in the NBA that involved some star players, mainly James Harden. He finally got his way out. And When we started our prep for the day, Sean, we are going to talk about his press conference last night and how maybe this was the beginning of the end. Well, the end is here. He is now going to the Brooklyn Nets. Again, I've I've tried to filibuster here so you could get that app out so you can get the piece of paper and the notepad ready to go here. Here we go. A deal that involved the Houston Rockets, Brooklyn Nets, Indiana Pacers, and Cleveland Cavaliers ended up in the following. The Rockets ended up with Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Radonis Kourakis, three Brooklyn first-rounders in 2022, 2024, and 2026. They got one Milwaukee first in 2022 unprotected. Not sure how that got into the deal. And then they got four Brooklyn Nets first-round swaps in 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. That's just the Rockets haul. The Nets, well, they got James Harden. We'll get into that here in a minute. The Pacers ended up with Karis Levert and a second rounder. And for the Cavs, it's Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince. Hopefully you, you followed me there. I butchered some players' names in the rocket side of the trade. Sean James Harden is now a member of the Brooklyn Nets.
0: Yeah, there's so much. There's there's so many places to go with this. Like my my original take this morning, as you mentioned, when we were just going to talk about his comments in his press conference, was going to be James Harden, man, what a dick. And then and now we just transform the entire conversation to um, what the hell just happened here. Now we knew that that one of the teams he really wanted to go to was the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. we've talked about how that may or may not be a fit and i think we'll get into that here in just a moment but uh this is a haul if you're who if you're houston i think you feel okay about this right like you victor oladipo you get is a nice piece that you can add to this year's team the other players involved you know whatever but then you've got a handful of picks that you can really yes. do a lot with man whether you want to use it as capital in further trades whether you want to use utilize it actually within the draft I mean you're set up to build a basketball team there now not Mm -hmm. try to appease a superstar and his ego you're built now to really build a quality basketball team I'll tell you this here locally you know we played the uh the 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 game sweeping the nation a few weeks ago of better or not better and we have the Houston Rockets uh, better than your Phoenix Suns. Scratch, move down, done. D U N for the year. Phoenix Suns, I think, are ahead of them now. So it does mm-hmm. have some local impact here. But um, man, yeah, this this escalated quickly. If you're James Harden and the Houston Rockets, his comments last night, though, paraphrasing here for time, of we don't have enough talent on this team. We're not good enough. I can't. He, I can't fix this. Is the way he put it. We like, dude, unfixable. you're. You're, yeah, you're, you're, I'm sorry. And the fact that they told him this morning, go home, don't come to practice, don't even bother to show up until we find a place for you to go, um, it, I that that was telling. And then you had, um, uh, a, a couple of players today Marcus Cousins and your Mar- Cousins comments are the ones I wanted to get to. Thank you of, uh, him talking about how the disrespect started way before that press conference. They were done with him, dude. They were yeah. way done with him. This is a parting that needed to take place. So now, what's next for James Harden? What's next for the Nets? Because, hang on, let me let me pull this up on Google real quick. How many sure. ba- How many basketballs do you use in the end? One. It's still just one basketball that gets used yeah, in the I NBA, Chris. They still right just use one. So you got. Yeah. <laughs> you got Kyrie Irving, if he ever wants to come back from sabbatical. Uh, you've got KD, arguably the best offensive talent in the NBA. And then you have James Harden, uh, three guys who, very ball dominant, want the ball at all times and want to create with the ball, not distribute said ball. How that's going to I have no idea how that's going to work. This whole thing is a cluster you-know-what, and I'm here for it. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that much.
1: A couple of thoughts here. Another local tie here. Steve Nash, good luck. Yeah. Good luck And Coach out. D, Steve Nash, and Coach yeah. D, like, my, come my, on, man. Encounter? Good yeah. luck. Have fun. I was texting with a buddy, and he asked me. He goes, "I need, I need the NBA shoe because that's what I'm referred to in this friend group because I'm not a huge NBA guy." He wanted my take on ranking the teams in order of who won. Ah, the good DLs. old rank them. I I think the Rockets have to be the clear winner here for what they were able to get out of a disgruntled star who didn't want to be there. Long term, I Mm -hmm. think they did well here. I put the Pacers, too. You had an expiring deal in Victor Oladipo. It wasn't sure if he was going to re-sign there. You turn that into Karis Lavert. That's a nice young player that they can build around. This is is an Indiana team that's playing well, right? I I know the Suns beat them the other night, but this is an Indiana team that's playing really well. I put the Pacers, too. I put the Nets, three. And the Cavs, I think they're just happy to be here. They were just happy to be involved in the trade. And they got a nice player yeah sure okay i put them fourth in the list but i think the rockets did well here uh and this is a massive trade this changes the power balance in 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 brooklyn and look there's a lot going on in brooklyn outside of james harden right the kyrie irving stuff and i don't know how much of it's been discussed or thought about here locally because it doesn't really affect the Suns. that's a national story Kyrie irving just leaving the team for personal reasons we still don't know exactly what those reasons were videos appear to, to show him partying for his sister's birthday it being out and about, which could delay his return even further. Yep. There is a there is a personality problem there in Brooklyn, and you just added James Harden, who basically forced his way out by giving up on the Houston Rockets. We'll see how this plays out. Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni. Oh, I, I, I I try they're to move
0: them. I, I try to move him. I'm trying to move Kyrie. I don't know if you can right now with the dude he, who doesn't want to show in this up. Deal then Sean, he would have been in this
1: deal. He would have been one of the pieces going back. I think to somebody in this deal. If that was the case, they're going to try to right. make this work on all three of them. All right, we got a Suns-related story here, and this is another story that has been evolving, right? The Suns played the Wizards the other night. The Wizards having their issues with positive COVID tests. That has forced the Suns to do contact tracing. They're not playing tonight when we're recording this podcast, but we also learned they're not playing Friday either against the Golden State Warriors, so the Suns have to sit out now. We do not know of any positive tests with the Phoenix Suns. We don't think that as of this moment that's the case, but due to contact tracing, they have to let this situation play out. So the Suns, Sean, Kind of in a pause right now as
0: they wait to see when they can get cleared to play, but they will not be doing anything through at least Friday. Yeah, reports are right now that there are not any positives within the Phoenix Suns. Man, how bad did the Warriors beat, or I mean, the Wizards beat the Suns, right? They beat the hell out of them on the floor and embarrassed them on Monday night. And because of the contact tracing from that basketball game, they've now uh, basically been put on pause put on timeout for the, for the next week, which is not good. Um, but no, according to reports, no positive tests within the Phoenix Suns program right now. This is all contact tracing. And again, this is just the nature of the NBA and what Major League Baseball is going to deal with. And the NHL is also dropping puck right now for the first time as we're recording this tonight for this season. The issues they're going to deal with, the NFL understand. I know we praised the NFL for what they were able to do. They don't have to deal with the same issues. When you have a positive test on a Monday in the NFL, you simply remove those parties and you test for the next three or four days. If it's all clear, you don't have to move the game. You don't have to alter anything mm-hmm. to your schedule. The NBA and the rapid nature of their schedule—every you know, every two days you're playing a game—doesn't give you that time period. So you're going to have this, you know. And the question is: Well, should the NBA be as strict with contact tracing as they are right now, or as the N- the NFL was? considering they don't have that extra time to move games around or do more testing and the answer to that and I don't want to play doctor here is yes you still need to be you yeah. still need to be stingent with your protocols you still need to be stingent with your with your contact tracing you're having to postpone games and that sucks but you also did yourself a favor by breaking up the schedule remember you only released half the schedule the second half's going to be released towards the end of this first block so you can move mm-hmm. games. Gave yourself a little bit of wiggle room there, but I'll tell you this. You know, they had the Board of Governors meeting yesterday. Uh, we're recording this they on Wednesday rule. night. They changed, they changed a lot rule. of the protocols, right? Yeah. But the extreme end of what they were gonna discuss included up to a pause of the NBA season. And with the cancellation of the Phoenix Suns game time, I think the, the Detroit game tomorrow is also post on Friday is also postponed as well as the Suns and Warriors. People on Twitter are saying, man, this thing's gonna have to come to a pause. I disagree. What are you pausing it for? Like when you pause and every and you, you you pause and you come back two weeks later, but the numbers across the country haven't changed. How many of the players in the league actually take that pause serious and aren't going out to gatherings or you know just staying at home? You pause the season, you're just delaying the inevitable even more until the numbers around the country drop. You're not. You're, I, I'm sorry, NBA, NHL, you're about to deal with it. Uh, Major League Baseball in a month and a half. If things don't change numbers-wise, you're going to deal with it too. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just the nature of the way the sports are set up. It's not like the NFL where you have more wiggle room with your calendar. It's just not. So the NBA's got to keep pushing through. I don't want to. You know, don't pause. Keep pushing through. You're going to lose some basketball games. And you're going to have to postpone some others. You're just gonna have to do what you have to do. And for the Suns, it sucks because you're basically you basically have been on pause for a week now, right? It, it, Monday now through Friday. You know, you're going to be on, you're basically on pause for a week as it is. So, you know, it's, it's a mess, but we knew it was coming. In the NBA, in my opinion, don't, you don't pause. Keep pushing through. You got to find a way to make it work.
1: And I think the theory by a lot of these commissioners, Adam Silver, Gary Bettman, Rob Manford, uh, commissioners of leagues that are starting up here in the, in the spring or in the late winter, early spring is, in seven days, there's going to be a, a political change at, at who is running the country. And there has been a lot of talk of what the vaccine distribution is going to look like when that that change happens. And that's not to say that these, these leagues are going to jump the line. They've actually made it very clear. We are not going to jump the line. Yeah. But if more vaccines become available, the later into the season that the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball get, the lower the numbers might be sean and the, this situation starts to wind down a little bit everybody's talking about next fall as potentially a return to normal well in the months leading up to that where these seasons are kind of winding down we might start to see numbers go down this is a guessing game right Hopefully. we need to see yeah. how the vaccine roll out and everything works but i think that's what these commissioners are kind of leaning on we can adjust we can change the schedule, but as more people get the vaccine, it might be a little easier to control some of this stuff. So that is going to be an interesting thing to talk about. So an all-NBA-themed in the league, with Sean, if you could, please. Oh, you got some? Put, put, put the time yeah, up in the corner. Oh, hang on, I that got the wrong massive, clock on. There we go. Here, I'll start it over since I, since, I, since I took a couple seconds
0: away from you. There we go. There we go. All right. 60 seconds of baseball for Chris Schubert. Here we go. Speaking of
1: Major League Baseball, there's been a lot of questions and concerns about when spring training is going to start, will the season start on time, and will they play 162 games? Earlier this week, I believe late Monday afternoon, we learned through uh, basically a leaked memo that the USA Today, I believe Bob Nightingale, wrote this story that Rob Manfred has told teams and and owners and and the league that, hey, we are proceeding on time. Spring training is going to start on time. We are playing this season. We are playing 162 games. I think that's in large part because Rob Manfred told the owners, "Um, hey, uh, let's not have another financial battle right ahead ahead of uh, the CBA negotiations, and uh, I don't think that would be really smart for us to completely jeopardize the future, and they're going to try to make it work with 162 games, and I think they're going to go through the same stuff that the NBA is going through on an even bigger scale. Three-game series, teams traveling all the time. This is going to make it difficult, so the MLB is going to have a huge test in front of them, but they are proceeding full speed ahead with a on-time spring training and a full 162 games, so we'll see. I think we're going to lose games, and they're going to have to adjust, but... They're going to play 162, which is shocking to me. I would be shocked if they start this season on time. All right, that's it. Start on time
0: baseball. or finish all 162. I think it's a different I, I question. think both. I think start. it's
1: both. I don't think they start on time, and I don't think they finish 100, 162. I think it's going to be impossible.
0: Yeah, I think it's impossible really to finish the 162. But I, I, I wouldn't doubt, man. This is you're talking about a a league that lost a lot of money last year, like everybody, but lost yeah, a ton of money. Yeah, your new owner's not sweating it, and the Mets, he, Mets fan. He made, made some, but the uh, you know, I, I I I'm not going to be shocked if if they start on time. I would be blown away if they find a way to play all 162. That that would be that would be a, an accomplishment, a feat that I I just don't see happening. Uh,
1: the Phoenix Suns—they're on pause. They've also been losers of three of their last five. We get into their recent struggles and maybe look to the past to see why they're in this situation. We'll get into it next. Here on No Bowl with Chris
0: Crespin and Simone. But a big thanks again to Earnhardt Auto Center's proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone and locally owned and operated since 1951. If you've lived in the Valley for any period of time, you know Earnhardt, you know Earnhardt Auto Centers, and you know it's a name you can trust. 19 Arizona locations, 21 dealerships, the 17 different brands. They've got you covered across the Valley, North, South, East, or West. It does not matter where you're at in the Valley. Earnhardt Auto Centers had you has you covered for that new vehicle you've got your eye on. And, of course, online as well, right? Social distancing, we just spent... A good 10 minutes talking about COVID issues within sports. Hey, social distancing is still a major factor with everybody's lives. Nobold.com. The Noble Express option right there at the top of the page you can't miss mm-hmm. it. Select the Noble Express option at noble.com makes the entire buying process an absolute breeze from the comfort of your own home. From test driving a vehicle, they're going to drive right up to your front door. Uh, the financial application online, the delivery of your ride once your whole purchase is complete. You don't have to leave your front door to experience the Earnhardt commitment, a world-class service and low prices that just cannot be beat. noble.com, the Noble Express option. Earnhardt, again, a name you know you can trust. A 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and NoBolt.com. That ain't no bull.
1: Well, Sean Crespin. Yes, sir. Phoenix Suns are on pause through at least Friday. Their next scheduled game on the calendar is Saturday against the new-look Indiana Pacers without Victor Oladipo. uh, Karis Levert probably can play in that game depending on the protocols. Don't know if the Suns are going to be playing in that game, but Sean, this pause comes at a time where the Phoenix Suns, if you look at their recent schedule, they have lost three of of their last five contests. And Sean, they have a seven and four record to start the season through 11 games. And that sounds oddly familiar because if you look at the way this team started a year ago, it was a very similar seven and four record. This is a record that you have brought up many times on this show of, hey, I know we're excited about the Phoenix Sunstar, star, but they started seven and four last year. How did that, you know, how did that season end? And I think the pushback has been, well, Sean, look at how they played in the bubble, and then the hype around the CP3 trade, and then just the the, the the power balance changes in the in the Western Conference, and they're just playing differently. They look differently. This team is going to be different. Yet, through eleven games, we find ourselves in the same spot we were a year ago. So, Sean, I ask you this: is is kind of the the shine of the bubble hype and the CP3 trade and everything the buzz surrounding this team in the beginning of the year is that starting to wear off a little bit? Starting to feel that way because they uh, find themselves. Oh, by the way, it's still good enough for second in the Western Conference. Yes. I, I won't
0: I won't make that very clear here. And it shouldn't be wearing off yet. It, it really shouldn't. Again, it through a, a normally eighty-two game season in this year an eighty a seventy-two game season. You're gonna have games like you did uh on monday against the wizards that was that was awful that was a a a terrible way to start the uh to to finish that road trip i get it it looked bad from the get-go it was somewhat embarrassing it made it very easy to switch the channel to the national championship game monday let's just put it like that but you're gonna have games like that should you be should 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 the shine of the bubble and the excitement of the cp3 trade be wearing off absolutely not and Yes, they're 7 and 4 this year. They were 7 and 4 last year. But you know how they followed up that 7 and 4 start by going 1 and 6 in their next 7 games. This basketball team is not going to go one and six in their next seven games. The veteran leadership is the difference here with with CP3 and the bench, the depth of this basketball team as well. Um, you know the way guys like Bridges, your role players have have clearly taken that next step. It, it, this is a different basketball team. The records are the same: seven and four last year, seven and four this year. This year's team isn't going to go one and six in their next seven basketball games. They're just not. There's too much talent there. They're going to be fine. Listen. I tell you guys all the time, especially when we're talking about football, Orton, you're usually not as good as your last win or as bad as the you know, the game you just lost or got blown out in. Usually when you, when you find yourself in a situation that's somewhat of the extreme, whether you blow somebody out or you got blown out, you're never as bad as it looked or as good as it looked. You're somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. This Suns basketball team is probably going to – Wind up around where we thought they were going to right? maybe a slot ahead now that we're seeing the Houston's of the world have their issues and so forth. You're probably going to be a five, a six, a seven seed in the West, right about where we had it when we played better or not better. Um, You're going to be somewhere around there and that's fine, right? You're going to make the playoffs, but this is an improved basketball team over last year. Last year, seven and four didn't include the veteran leadership. That just kind of calms things down when you do find yourself in slumps, like they found, starting with game twelve down to game eighteen. It was not good. I'm looking at the the, the scores yeah, from last it, year. Just yeah, don't just, just take my word for it. Yeah. It was terrible. This this year this year the veteran leadership is not going to allow that to happen. So you shouldn't be, if you're a fan, starting to get worried about all oh, the shine from the bubble and the CP three trade. Maybe we're not as good as we looked early. I think you are. I think I think I, I really do because of the depth on this team and the veteran leadership, you're gonna win some basketball games and you're not gonna find yourself in seven, eight, nine game slides. You're just you're just not. So I, I, I'm still feeling fine. Despite you know, and it's funny how different a seven and four record after eleven games can feel, right? Last year, like yes. you and I you and I looked at it this morning. You know, you had wins last year against the Clippers and the 76ers early. Uh, you had uh, in two, in two of your last three games. You had wins against Brooklyn, wins against Atlanta, and a loss against the Lakers. Those were your, your last three games last year on your way to a 7-4 and four record after 11 games. This year, we're talking about a loss to Detroit that you feel like you shouldn't have let happen, a win over the Pacers, which was a good win, and then an embarrassing loss to the Wizards, so it just feels a little different right now at this point of the year, but no, this this team is much improved over last year's squad, regardless of what the schedule looks or the uh, the record looks like.
1: I also think it's very easy to kind of fall into the ebbs and flows of a season when we look at all of the things that have changed from the end of last year. Right, the way the Phoenix Suns finished in the bubble caught the entire NBA world by storm. Right, everybody was talking about how well the Phoenix Suns played in the bubble and almost. Ran down Goliath and made the postseason, right? It was a major talking point, and then they follow that up with a major splash in free agency. They in, in via a trade, they got CP3. That's a big deal, and then. You look at some of the changes in the Western Conference power structure, and then all of a sudden the conversation when it came to doing previews for this this shortened season that we were going to start very quickly after the last one ended was, man, the Phoenix Suns find themselves in a really nice spot. They're going to be a legitimate team to compete for a playoff spot. They're going to give teams fits night in and night out. You add all of that up, Sean, and let's, let's let's be honest. Everybody's kind of been pent up. They're stuck inside. They can't really go anywhere. They can't go see this team play in person. It's very easy to ride the highs and lows of this season. It's easy to be in the the, the pit of misery after a 128-107 loss going, oh no, ha- have we lost everything that we started at the beginning of the year? But it's very easy to look at a game like a couple of games ago when they beat Toronto 123-115 and say, that's a pretty good team in the Eastern Conference you beat. You beat a good Indiana team. You beat Denver in Denver at the beginning of the year. right? There are, there are easy ways to ride the ebbs and then in those flows be extremely disappointed because of how much it was built between the end of last year and the beginning of this year in such a short amount of time.
0: Yeah. And you know how I always tell you, give me, I always usually say the Christmas, you know, give me 15, 20 oh, games. We talk yeah. about that all the time. Uh, but it, usually I have the feeling watching this basketball team with the Suns when they get off to a start like they did last year that once we get to that 15 to 20 game mark, you're probably going to come down to earth. This year, I almost feel the exact opposite. I think 15, 20 games in, if you start to find even more of a rhythm offensively, this team could be playing better basketball than what they are right now. Last year, I thought there's no way they're maintaining this pace. This year, I almost feel like you might be able to see them play better basketball than they are right now. There's plenty of times when you watch this team where they're just clearly not on the same page. Most of that, and I'm trying to avoid bringing up this name because it derails every Phoenix Sun segment. Most of that is CP3 and DeAndre Ayton trying to run some form of a pick and roll. And it just goes disastrously, Um, you know, but I think this team can play better than what they've shown right now. Last year, I felt like they were overachieving, beating the Clippers and the 76ers and winning seven of their first 11. I I, I felt like a major overachievement. I don't feel that this year. Right. I mean, am I. Do you feel the same way? No, no, I, I agree because you look at the
1: records and we think that they're the same, but they're not, right? This no. is a different seven and four. It feels different, it looks different, it yeah. is different because you have your you have Monty Williams in another year of instilling his system. You acquire a veteran presence at point guard that is a massive upgrade from Ricky Rubio that is going to demand excellence from everybody around him and, and is going to make everybody better. And this this has allowed Devin Booker to kind of kind of fit into a role that he likes. You have sung the praises of Mikael Bridges every time we talk about the Suns on this show because of and his growth. You, yeah. You had a great player in terms of veteran presence and what he brings to the defensive side of the floor in Jay Crowder, which we which we all thought was a necessary addition to address the defensive side of the ball, maybe because of some of the shortcomings of <clears throat> DeAndre Ayton on that side of the glass. And look, this feels different. Let me check back with you in another ten games to see if they actually fulfill on what we think they they will fulfill. But I'm not I'm not getting too emotional in terms of how well they're playing or how poorly they're playing. I I think you got to stay the course here, right? Because I think everybody's kind of dealing with stuff right now. You're dealing with players being out due to COVID. You're dealing with, with contact tracing. Everybody's going through this. And you just have to learn to ride the roller coaster that this team is going to put you through, just like every team's fan base is going to get put through with the way that their team plays throughout the year. So I think it's much different. It feels different. It looks different. I have more confidence in it being a true seven and four compared to last year's seven and four, because I think the talent is better. I think you put them on paper, and I know that's a cliche thing to say, but you put it on paper and you say, Yeah, that team can be seven and, and four. And it just feels that, that so team-
0: much deeper, right? You know, like yeah, the, the like the Cam Johnsons of the world and uh, we talked a lot about Mikel Bridges, and, you know, he's your second leading scorer on this basketball team right now um, behind Devin Booker. You know, he's just – it just feels so much deeper. You know, the, I think that the Crowder addition as well, it just – the whole – everything about it just feels different. It feels, It feels more put together. It feels more built. If if it feels I'm making, more established, yeah. If I'm exactly, if I'm making any kind of sense here, which is why I really don't see a sli- you know six seven game slide, six seven eight games. I just I don't see that happening this year. This this team will be in the in the postseason. We'll see where they go from there. They're gonna you know how high they can be. I mean, my expectations. I told you at the start of the of the season was a mm, give me a seven seed. Six, I think, is your is your ceiling. I think they're going to get through that. I think I think six might be on the lower end. I'm not going to be shocked if this mm-hmm. team is a four or five. You know, I think I think you can. They're they're a much more put together basketball team than I had I had uh, anticipated, especially early. So um, no need to panic. I guess that's the the uh, reason we wound up on this topic this morning in our show prep. Um, No need to panic. You know, that game was ugly. If you're going to panic about anything, panic about the state of the NBA and the fact that the Suns haven't played for a week. That's that's not good news. But in terms of the way this basketball team is built, there's no reason to panic. Throw Monday out. You're going to have some of those.
1: And, and, and this team, the, the the team a year ago fell off a cliff in two ways. They had that stretch that you talked about, but I think a month later in December they had a stretch where they lost like eight or nine in a row. I don't see this team with this leadership going through something like that. No. So just on that alone, it's going to be a difference in the way that this team plays. So fascinating to, to keep an eye on here. Uh, we're, we're kind of left wondering when the Phoenix Suns are going to play again, right? I mean, they're not playing tonight against Atlanta. They're not playing Friday against Golden State. We know that for sure. Uh, the only thing we can do is circle Saturday against Indiana and just hope that this team clears all the contact tracing protocols and they get to play this game against Indiana on Saturday because if not, then all of a sudden you get pushed to Monday and it'll be a full week since they will have done anything basketball-related, which could create some rust, and then you get concerned about that. So just something to keep an eye on. Sean? We've gone a long time without talking about the NFL, and I know it bothers you that we haven't snuck any NFL topic into this show. So how about we talk about the head coaching opening, some of the latest rumors, which job you would like. We can we can just go a little bit around the NFL and talk about these NFL job openings. We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Cressman and Simone. But first got to tell you about our friends over at manscape the best in men's below the waist grooming and big news I showed it to you guys on Monday manscape just released their brand new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times and who knew smelling this good could feel this good manscape trusted by over 2 million men worldwide join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs and this. This, this little box that I keep showing off with the, the Manscaped Refined, I'm going nice. to open it up here yeah. for you here so you can see what it looks like on the inside of the bottle with the cologne. Sean has used it. As, he's gotten the compliments all over the place, and you Come can get right this here. over at Manscaped.com. You can also get the perfect package 3.0 for all your below the waist grooming needs. You can get the new refined cologne, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the crop formulations, the ball toner, the ball deodorant, all of that stuff. Just head over to Manscaped.com, and guess what? You can use the promo code NOBLE when you check out. You'll get 20% off and free shipping. Shipping. That's promo code NOBOL 20% off, and free shipping. Manscaped.com. Your balls, and now your body will thank you. Sean, everybody loves a good coaching carousel. Everybody loves talking about rumors of guys being on planes. You do.
0: You like guys. You are. celebrate guys getting fired on Black Monday. You were rooting for a young man in the in the national championship game to throw five interceptions. Is there anybody else you want to tear down today, Schubert? Anybody else you want to?
1: First of all. It was not guys. It was one particular individual that I was. I, I was not um, upset to see him go, and that was Adam Gase in New York. And all I said was, "I want Zach Wilson. So if Justin Fields could maybe play just a little bit poorly to make the Jets reconsider if that's who they were considering, that's all I said." I mean, uh, Alabama ran him over anyway, so it didn't really matter. But but no, if Justin is Fields is my machine. quarterback, he's my quarterback.
0: We haven't talked okay? about that yet. That we haven't not we haven't talked about that yet in depth. That team is a machine. They're very
1: good, you know what? Let's save this. Maybe we'll do this for a little social feature tomorrow. Okay, Uh how about that? All right, we can do that. Put it on the social channel. You have to follow at Noble underscore Podcast for that. Okay, I I do want to get into this because this is really the first time since Black Monday and all of these openings have opened up that we've seen rumors. We've seen uh, people interview, and I want to get your thoughts on on this. There's a lot of stuff to dissect here, so I'll ask you this this question kind of broadly, and then maybe we can discuss some of the names surrounding some of these jobs of the jobs that are available. And mm-hmm. now we can throw the Philadelphia Eagles job into the mix because they get rid of Doug Peterson. Which of these jobs Sean, if you are if you are a head coaching candidate, you, you fulfill your dream of being in the National Football League as a coach. Which job, which head coaching job interests you the most? I knew that would pique your interest. I knew that would get you.
0: Yeah, man, so, like, I'm telling you, I'm one hell of an offensive coordinator on Madden. Don't get don't get in my way. Okay. Uh, well, guess what? If you know how to call offense, you'll get an interview <laughs> for an NFL job. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, the, some of the ones that that intrigue me are the ones that it might surprise some. Listen, I think the best job out there right now, and again, this is definitely. Let me put my Raider helmet away as when I say this. The best job out there right now is in Los Angeles with the Chargers. All right, it, it just is. You have what I think is the youngest, or the the top young quarterback in the NFL, right? Of the of the latest class. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, just don't don't put words in my mouth and think I'm saying that Justin Herbert's on the level of of uh, you know patty mahomes and comp no of well, the latest class i think that justin herbert is the uh, the uh, the cream of the crop in terms of young quarterbacks so that's attractive you with bosa on the defensive side you've got a it's just an absolute stud there to build around defensively like you've got pieces there Um, you've got the 13th overall pick this season. You've got 29 million in cap space right now that you can probably get up a little bit more depending on how creative you get with the cap. Uh, you know, you've got stars offensively with, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. Like that is just a team built to win right now. It's a team that could have won a lot of games if it was, yes, right. Um, you know, you're always going to be the little brother. To you're gonna be playing in Kroenke Stadium with with you know the Rams, but that team, if you're looking at it strictly from a football standpoint, the Los Angeles Chargers is a primo job. And the only thing keeping me of saying Jacksonville is it's. Jacksonville, like I'm waiting for something terrible to happen, or for them to do something stupid like hire Urban Meyer. Um, so I'm waiting for them to do something like that. But you talk about a team with the number one overall pick, with what many feel is a can't miss prospect for the first time since Andrew Luck, um, nearly 100 million in cap space, 11 draft picks in total. You get to build everything from the ground up. Like that's a that's a pretty attractive job too. But if I'm if I'm interested in becoming, a, excuse me, a taking over one of these jobs maybe becoming a head coach for the first time, and I get to pick the team that I think is best suited to win now, it's the Chargers, and it's hard to argue that. I think
1: it's extremely telling that the Chargers were your first guess, and, and I would assume that you wouldn't put far behind both the Jacksonville job because they have the number one pick and probably yes. the New York Jets job because yes. of that they have the number two pick. I think it's telling that those, were the, those those are the three jobs we listed first, and we didn't list a job that might have the best overall quarterback in, in, in of this group in Houston. With Deshaun Watson, right? I think that's extremely telling that Houston doesn't come up in the course of this conversation, yet they're one of the openings that's available. They probably have the best quarterback of this group. Uh, I don't even think it's a question. Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback of this group, yet it feels like because of the cap situation and because of the the overall draft situation that Bill O'Brien put this team in, you see the the disagreements between front office and 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 top player in Deshaun Watson. Like it just feels like that's a situation that not a lot of guys are 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 running to try to interview for and be a part of.
0: If it just stopped there, by the way, Eric Bieniemy is getting in an, an interview with Houston, which is who Deshaun Watson really wanted. But whether that's just to get him to maybe calm down a little bit or they're actually interested in hiring who I think is the best coaching candidate out there which they should be uh was yet to find out but it, if it just stopped there if it was just Deshaun Watson you know making these claims that's one thing but doesn't it seem really noisy when you've got Andre Johnson one of the top receivers to ever play for you one of the top players mm-hmm. to ever play for your organization's young in in the young you know history of your organization ripping you talking about how they're known for wasting people's careers it's just so then, it's just so noisy like it just feels dysfunctional it just feels especially if i'm a young head coach maybe getting my first opportunity i'm not going to put myself in some place that feels noisy and feels like it's like it could explode at any time which uh, is which is one of the reasons why i put uh, the Chargers ahead of the Jags right now. It's just be, it, The Jags just feel like dysfunction. The Chargers don't. The Chargers, though they don't have a Super Bowl to their name, they've been to one and they got destroyed back in 94 against the 49ers. The organization itself, outside of not being able to figure out a stadium situation in San Diego, the organization doesn't feel noisy. It doesn't feel dysfunctional like those others do. That's why I put the Chargers ahead. Yes, they have the talent and everything else I mentioned, but it also just doesn't feel as noisy, you know. Uh, Same with your Jets. No offense, but same with your Jets. All right, thank you. Appreciate that. I was just going
1: to. I was just going to add one more thing to the Houston thing before we Uh destroy the New York Jets. Yeah. You mentioned the Andre the Andre Johnson um, tweet, but did you see who quote tweeted the tweet? Uh, I sure did. when, When. when Andre speaks, everybody should listen yeah. DeAndre Hopkins wide yeah. receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, right. another, probably if Andre's number one, Deandre Hopkins, number two on that all time wide receivers list for the Houston Texans, he is even echoing these sentiments well, and it's specifically, Sean, let's, let's just call away, call it what it is. These, these comments are directed at Jack Easterby, who is the leader of the front office there in Houston. Yeah. This is all directed at him. And you're hearing from all these different places, all these different circles in the league that. This guy's a problem, and yet he's the guy who has Cal McNair's ear. He was a part of the the the, the head coach, the oh, excuse me, the general manager process to hire Nick Casario. Like that's why all of this stuff is kind of happening, and it all gets pointed back to him.
0: Yeah. The good thing is, though, they have the third overall pick, Schubert. Oh um, no, wait. they actually they don't have don't it. That's have Miami have that. That Yeah, they so they it up for Laramie. They Kump don't even have him. a number one overall pick. They only have seventeen million in cap space. They just, it's just. JJ, Watt's going to be done, right? It almost feels like he wants out. Real
1: real quick, could you imagine being one of those coaching candidates and coming in for the interview? And one of the, like at the end, have you ever been on a job interview? At the end, they ask, Do you have any questions for me? My first question would be, Yeah, is Deshaun Watson going to be my quarterback in 2021 or what? Like, are you moving him? What's going on here?
0: And what do I do about this uh, not having a first round draft pick or cap space to utilize while I have a roster with holes everywhere? Like, what do I do about that? can you guys help me there are you going to give me more than you know one season to turn this thing around you know i I, houston to me hell no it's very telling that we didn't bring up their name because hell no i'm not houston Houston? houston's at the bottom of the list would you rather
1: the houston job or the philly job to to wrap up this segment Mm,
0: good question
1: both both in real bad cap situations one of which, because of a bad, well, not a bad quarterback, but at least but a quarterback I have
0: that... <laughs> at least I have the sixth overall pick, and if I want to roll it back, you know, a lot of times guys just need a new scene, you know, a new scenery can do a lot for you. I think when you bring in a new head coach slash play caller, it can do a lot for a quarterback as well. So if they do want to roll it back with Carson Wentz, and the front office said that they did, if I'm rolling into Philly, at least I got Carson Wentz and the sixth overall pick and fifty one million dollars in cap space. It's not f- far better than Houston. You're not you're not that far off, but I do feel like you're in a little bit better of a spot. The problem is you got to figure out that quarterback situation. Are you are we, are we going with Jalen Hurts or are we going with Carson? What what are we doing here? You know? So, I I would put Philly slightly ahead of Houston in terms of, you know, if I'm a candidate, my pecking order of what I'm looking for in a in a team out there. Uh, but I think I think the Chargers are 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 definitely the team. I think Detroit's intriguing. I'm a Matt Stafford yeah. fan, dude. I am, yeah, and you have a top ten a overall that, pick.
1: I think a lot of that has to do with ultimately what the decision making process is with Stafford, right? Do they move on from Stafford, or or if or do they not, right? If they don't, and he's your quarterback, yeah, I think it's definitely intriguing. But that contract that contract is getting up there, and. They don't. They need to make other moves, and they might think they might need to do a rebuild, and Stafford might not want to be a part of that, and it just gets a little complicated.
0: There. You know what's interesting about all of these jobs that are available though, as in, in the NFL right now, that are that are head coachless um, for the most part, dude. They all have solid quarterbacks available to you right now, right? Like even Atlanta, you, you, Matt Ryan, you know, Matt Stafford, in, in terrible in, contract, but yeah. It, but you, but you have a quarterback, Deshaun sure. Watson in Houston, as we talked about. Jacksonville's going to get the first overall pick, and and, and land Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the Chargers have, who I said, and Justin Herbert's the best young quarterback of the most recent class. That I think your Jets are going to have an opportunity with a number two pick to go with a new quarterback. Um, if not, Sam Darnold can be serviceable. You know, you've got Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. I mean, every opening right now you're rolling in there and you're feeling at least okay about the most important position you know, on the football team as you're trying to build something. So it's pretty interesting. It's an intriguing group of teams that are available this year.
1: It is, and it's something to keep an eye on because all of them are still open. People are going coming back for second interviews, third interviews as we speak. But no, no, nothing's been filled yet. So we'll see which is the first domino to fall and what happens from there. My guess: Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, the first domino. I mean, to he's fall.
0: he had an interview. He had an interview. He was on the
1: yacht. He was on the yacht yeah. with Shad Khan.
0: Like it, that's a done deal. And well that he felt good enough about the the ride on the yacht to go ahead and start putting together a staff too, which is telling. So yeah, I think I think that's I think they're gonna take all that shiny goodness I just described with Jacksonville yes. and hand it to somebody who's never done it in the National Football League because, you know, having the first overall pick and making it a quarterback and a quarterback as hyped as Trevor Lawrence isn't big enough of a splash. We have to bring in Urban Meyer as well and just roll the dice that this dude can even do it at this level. Um have fun with that, Jacksonville. Have fun. Sean,
1: against my better judgment,
0: and I guess mm-hmm. uh, against your
1: better interests, we are going to play a super divisional round version of the line is right. We will do it next here on Opal with Chris Crespi. Let's just
0: let's just get into it. Let's just do it.
1: <laughs> All right, I was trying to give you a moment to maybe pause, collect yourself. But no, let's just dive right, right
0: the hell in. Let's go. So I've All let's right. see, in the last three weeks, I believe, that I've gotten two correct answers total. In yeah. the last three yeah. weeks? Yeah, two
1: total. You had an 0-3 week in cash in with Crespin. You're out of points. So tune in yeah. to Noble Live on hey, Sunday to so see what we ultimately do with that About segment.
0: that. About that. On our yeah. Noble Live show with cash in with Crespin. What does a guy got to do to get a little bit of a loan from the fictitious points bank? What do you think? Huh? I'll
1: take Could it under have, I'll take it. Under it. You, have right. have you have to pass the background. How about you some this? I talk. got a
0: great idea. I got a great idea. So we've got... Four divisional round matchups, and I think you're going to throw yep. me a curveball for the fifth. Right? a
1: curveball for the fifth one. If I get
0: two out of five, how about this? I get $100 of fictitious money Excuse for me. cashing you in you with Crespin. Point. Yeah, whatever the point, whatever we're calling them. I get 100 okay. points for cashing in with Cressman for each correct answer I get today. You know what, Sean? You got yourself a deal. For
1: every one of <laughs> these that you get right, you will yeah. get 100 fictitious points. For <laughs> the playoffs. Let's go. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Okay, for those of you potentially just joining us for the first time for The Line is Right, this is our Sports Gambling Weekly segment here on Wednesday. We go through the games. Uh, I throw out a game. Sean tries to figure out where the Vegas line is for this football game. He has to get it within a point. Okay, He has to get it within a point, and then if he does, he will hear this sound. (coughs) Hasn't heard a lot of that over the last couple of weeks. He's heard a lot of this. You start a lot of that. A lot of a yeah. lot, lot of family feud strike sounds. So, yeah. Sean, I have four divisional games, and then the fifth is going to be a curveball here for you. A hundred fictitious points on the line. Are you ready? I'm ready. Alright, first game Saturday, the afternoon game. The Rams at the Packers. Rams at the Packers. By the way, all the lines I'm using courtesy of Bet Online.
0: See what gets me is I usually nail where the damn thing started. It's where it's at now. Um Packers because of the injury issues and concerns let's go packers minus seven
1: packers minus seven sean get yourself 100 points that is where it opened it's currently sitting at packers minus six and a half so congratulations 100 points to you you don't have to sweat it out you will be making bets Back in the game, baby.
0: To just just back in the right, game. Let's see if
1: we can run this. Up. Maybe you can run this back up to 500. You'll be even for the year. Game number <laughs> two, the Ravens at the Bills. I'll throw it out there. This is the game of the weekend. Ravens at the Bills.
0: Definitely the game of the weekend. Um, Bills minus three and a half. Bills minus three and a
1: half. Hundred more points to Sean Crespin. This opened at Bills minus three. It's currently sitting Bills minus two and a half. So right on the money right. with that one. So point line. for
0: those who may be hearing this for the first time, I have gotten two right out of the last three weeks, which is means I'm two for twenty one coming into this, and I've just knocked out two in a row.
1: I feel like an investigation needs to be launched, but we'll talk no, about that after no, no, no. number three.
0: Only thing in front of me right now is the old twit machine right now. So that's that's it.
1: Game number three, the Browns at the Chiefs.
0: This is going to be brutal. I'm sorry, Browns. Like You had your moment, and it was fun. But, you, I mean, this is going to be brutal. Chiefs minus eight and a half.
1: Chiefs minus eight and a half. Mmm. <clears throat> It opened at Chiefs minus nine and a half. Oh. It currently sits at Chiefs minus ten. Oh cloak, no respect right
0: for your boy Baker and company. None.
1: I mean I can't I can't blame them in Kansas City. <laughs> no. I can't I know. really blame them. It's gonna be brutal. Alright. Last game of the regular slate, and then you have the bonus one for an extra hundred points. The Bucks at the Saints. Bucks at the Saints.
0: Bucks Oh, God. The Saints team has I mean, you want to talk about getting humbled. Um twice they kick their ass. Uh, let's go. Saints minus four. Saints eight? minus four. Four. Okay, you sure do you yeah. you were no I'm not sure, Final but point? I think it's what I'm gonna go with. Final answer. <laughs>
1: Opened at Saints minus three and a half, currently sits at Saints minus three. So Sean, for those Ooh, of you barely got in. in the home game three hundred Fictitious dollars, fictitious points for Sean mm-hmm. Crespin and cash with Crespin on Sunday. Now, we're doing something a little unorthodox here. For this last game, I'm going to give you the total. I'm going to give you the number for the over-under for the game. I just want you to tell me what game it is. Okay. okay that's all you have to do. You just have okay. to tell me what game it is. Over-under 50 points
0: all right can i pull up the list of games again just so i have it in front of me yeah depends the,
1: on where you're going because from some places I'm rams the, packers i'm, Raven I'm going, Bull, going to the official Brown i'm
0: going i can i can show you i'm going to the the website i always go to okay. the official media site for the national right, because like, i don't think they it put does not have like, anything went to do to ESPN, with
1: It, would have it so yeah that's no i'm i'm, I'm, I'm going to
0: i can show you on my screen here i'm going Right okay. there, Nothing folks. There. I, I,
1: I can independently verify that he is in a spot yeah. where it is acceptable. Yes, yeah. so
0: I know what you guys are thinking. You're trying to call me out here. Uh, well, I mean, you,
1: you, you have a run like you had today. <laughs> people ask questions. What was the number 12, again?
0: Fifty. Fifty. So we're looking around. You know, twenty four to twenty six. Twenty four. Mm. Do you want me to give you the spread for the other games? No. Because yeah, so I think no, that no, was supposed huge. to work. Or the totals for the other games. Let's huge. go with. I want to say Ravens and Bills or Bucks and Saints. Is it one of those two? Yes, because I'm just going to give you that answer. Is it Can Ravens guess, and Bills and or Bucks and Saints? Is it one of those two? It is one of those two games, yes. I knew it. Let's go Bucks I... and Saints. <laughs> here,
1: here are the four. Here, oh, here are the four man. games. Uh, uh, Rams, Rams Packers is 45 and a half. Uh, man, over. Ravens-Bills is 50. That's the one that we were trying to get you Under. to guess. Browns-Chiefs is 57.5. Over. Chiefs are going to score
0: 50, 58. Wait, wait! the Chiefs themselves are going to yes. score 58? Chiefs, Chiefs are going to score okay. 58, yes.
1: And then the Boston Saints were 52, so that's why I picked the oh, 50. Oh, right man, I was so all close. All right. Next but, John, call. 300 fictitious points to you. You are back in business. Right. There's no interest on these points. You earned them fair and square. You get to use them at your own leisure, and that is what you can look forward to in cash with Crespin on Sunday. That is going to do it here for the Wednesday edition of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. As always, follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. I'm going to tease it here. Hopefully we get it done. We have a really cool social media YouTube thing that we're going to debut tomorrow that you should check out. So you're going to want to follow at Noble underscore podcast for that. Just something a little off the wall that we're going to do in addition to the shows that you get uh, Monday, Wednesday. And, and again,
0: Friday. Noble.com, 10,000 vehicles at your fingertips to browse, find that brand new vehicle noble.com noble express option bring a car right to your front door to test drive fill out the financial application bring your ride right to your front door once you've finished it the entire buying process an absolute breeze you know the Earnhardt name if you've lived in the valley for any amount of time you know it's a name you can trust 69 year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers at noble.com noble.com that ain't noble
1: And you can follow me on Twitter at shoe underscore radio, follow Sean on Twitter at S Crespin zero two. Everybody have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you on Friday.